APB, APB, Lord, I need my joy to come on back to me. APB, APB, Lord, I need my joy to come on back to me. And it's because of you I got my joy back. Because of you I got my joy back. And it's because of you I got my joy back. Facts. Yeah. Now that my joy done left, my spiritual ear is deaf. I cannot laugh at my people funny. I just won't sleep and bring me my money. See like yo, it's raining, but yo, outside yo. I got these I wanna welcome you back to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. You hears me. Listen, this is your brother you for those who do not know. This may be your first time tuning in. This is an emergency podcast. I say this all the time. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For those who do not know me, I am a New Orleans Saints fan. I've been a Saints fan all of my life. Um, through the good and bad, I don't want to age myself here. I'm 40 years old. So before um, you knew the Saints is good, I've been a fan. I've been a fan with the when with the brown paper bags was out. I'm just giving you context to where I'm going. Brown paper bags was out. I was a fan when the quote was cha-ching. I was a fan when we coined who that. I was the fan through the... I wasn't really a fan through the Dawn Patrol. I was born through the in the Dawn Patrol era. I know the Saints when we didn't have a quarterback and had a defense, kind of like how they looked this year when there was no quarterback and defense. That's the, that's the Saints fan I am. I was a fan with Aaron Brooks. I was a fan when he threw the pass backwards and smile. I was a fan with the Ricky doing the Ricky William pick. I was a I've been a Saints fan through uh, Ironhead Haywood. I've been a fan through Dalton Hilliard, Sammy Knight. I'm just giving you players. Boo Williams. I was a fan there, right? Always been a Saints fan. Always loved the Saints. The Saints were bad, but I always rooted for the underdog. You got to know who I am. I'm always going to root for the underdog. And that rooting for the underdog made me attached to the Saints because they were always the underdog, especially in the division. Mostly the people in the division now, and they know they're in the NFC South. Before then, the Saints were in the NFC West, where it was the Rams, 49ers, Atlanta, and the Saints. That was the division, NFC West. The Rams, 49ers, Saints, Atlanta Falcons. Always didn't like Atlanta. San Francisco used to spank us every year. My dad was a San, San, San Francisco 49ers fan. And he used to gloat of how much the Saints used to get beat by 49ers. So, I never liked the 49ers. I liked players on the 49ers, but I never liked the 49ers. Never liked the Rams and always hated the Falcons. Then we got to the NFC South with Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, then you had Carolina that was one of the expansion teams that changed it to NFC South. Then Saints and Falcons. And this is where we are now, right? Again. I've been a fan. The Saints history changed the year after Katrina, right? 
Katrina happened in 2005. I want to make sure I'm saying that. Katrina happened. 2005 is the year I think Katrina happened. I believe is when Katrina happened. The following year, the Saints did change the franchise by doing two things. Hiring Sean Payton as coach and picking up a free agent by the name of Drew Brees. Those two things happened. I just wanted to um, confirm Katrina happened in 2005. It did happen in 2005. I know I wasn't off with that. They hired Sean Payton as a brand new head coach. Never coached before. Been a head coach before that. And they picked up a free agent by the name of Drew Brees. Ever since then, the New Orleans Saints and also that draft class. So I, I'll be remiss if I didn't talk about that 2006 draft class. It started with Reggie Bush. They pick Roman Harper up. They get Jari Evans, um, Robert Nikovich, uh, Zach Streif, Marcus Colston. A lot of people say that the 2017 draft class is the best Saints draft class. I say 2006. I say 2006. Because it created a foundation. 2017 was really, really good. But I say 2006. 2017 was really, really good. And if you say it's better, I cannot disagree with that. Because it had more pro bowlers. It had more all pros on that, that draft class. So I get it. I got to say 2006 for what it did. The influence and impact, right? That draft class... Drew Brees and the coach changed the culture of New Orleans Saints forever. So fast forward 16 years, well, 15 years, Drew Brees retires. The following year, yesterday, the coach, Sean Payton, steps back. He doesn't say he retires. He says he stepped back. I want to bring some stuff to light because I'm going to cut up on this podcast. I'm going to rant. I'm going to just let you know. I got to rant a little bit. Sean Payton still has three years on his contract. He talked about that yesterday in his press conference. He still has three years on his contract. I need you to understand that before I go into anything else because I'm going to cut up. All right. Sean Payton retires. Well, steps back from the New Orleans Saints. And I said it real time while listening to his press conference. This hurts more to me than Drew Brees. And I'll tell you why. Drew Brees was physically not the same Drew Brees anymore. He was, I don't want to say washed, but he was. The boy was zestfully clean washed. The quarterback we knew who was still good, better than anything we saw this year as quarterback was not the same Drew Brees. It was not. Physically, he was not the same Drew Brees. Still loved him, still wanted him to be good. It was not the same Drew Brees. So I understood parting with Drew Brees. I understood him retiring. I understood it being the last game for him because it was not the same quarterback. He wasn't, y'all. He was not the same quarterback. 
was a good quarterback, but it wasn't the same Drew Brees. So I could understood that, and it gave me peace saying, okay, we should have parted with Drew after 2018. It gave me peace that he left. The Sean Payton leaving was a bit abruptly. It was shocking. It, 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 it. It felt like the end of the Saints that I grew to love. It really did. It felt like the Saints that I grew to love and would make me so happy, it felt like a part of that left me yesterday with Sean Payton leaving. I'm a Saints fan for real, y'all. It, it felt that way to me. It was like, yo, the Saints, the era after Katrina that gave so much hope left yesterday. It left yesterday. And bro, that was sad. Cause you take you you gather all the memories of who the Saints was and who they became. And a, and all of it had to do with Sean Payton. Not well, not all of it, but a lot of it had to do with Sean Payton. It was a accumulation of a lot of things, but Sean Payton was the foundation there. Like he was the, the the centerpiece. He was the cornerstone to it all. Even over or even over Drew Brees. We just seen it last year. The dude had no quarterbacks on his team. The dude's starting quarterback was Jameis Winston. He left game six. He got hurt. Well, game seven. He got hurt. Ten games remaining. Sean Payton basically coached. And won and had a winning record with no quarterback. Taysom Hill, for how much I like him as a player, is not a quarterback. Trevor Simeon is a good backup backup. But he wasn't a great starting quarterback. How do I know? He went 0-4 and four with us. Ian Books, a rookie, very wet behind the ears. You saw what happened to that brother Monday night against the Dolphins. He did nothing. He wasn't ready for that spotlight. And he might never be ready. I don't know that. The man coached with no quarterback for 10 games and won. And ended the season 9-8. and eight With no limited. Let me say no. I don't want to generalize. With limited offensive weapons. It was... Alvin Kamara are nothing with the Saints. Offensive line was beat up all year, was never healthy, and the man won nine games. I don't know how he did it. Outside of the Super Bowl winning season, for me, this was the most impressive coaching I've seen Sean Payton do. Flat out. Flat out. So, it for him to leave was definitely sad. In it. it was sad. It was sad for me. Him leaving was definitely sad for me. Because, man, I had so much hope going into this offseason with our, our, our coaches coming back, mainly Sean Payton, we were probably going to lose some coaches because everybody took notice on how well Saints played. And it was like, yo, he coming back. 
yo, we got a chance. We just need some offensive weapon. We got a chance to be really good with this defense. Now you go into the offseason with no coach, really no wide receiver because you can't depend on Michael Thomas because he may be hurt. Offensive line is iffy because Teron Armstead is a free agent. No quarterback because Taysom Hill is hurt. Jameis Wilson, Winston had an ACL surgery, so he's hurt. You got no quarterback. You got no head coach. And it's like, who? Now you got to pull all those pieces together and get offensive weapons. And bring people back. Man, and it's 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 a lot. So it's sad from that standpoint as a Saints fan. Like we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what it looks like now. There there's uncertainty there. Where you can always depend on Sean Payton being there, that certain uncertainty now is removed. And man, it really, really is tough. It's tough. And I'm saying that as a Saints fan, it's tough. You're going to miss Sean Payton. I, again, I, this hurts more than Drew Brees leaving. It hurts more, man. It really, really does hurt more. For me, anyway. Because Drew was 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 zestfully clean. He was zestfully clean. Man, I'm going to miss Sean Payton. As a coach, I'm going to miss Sean Payton. But there is also optimism. It is um, saying, hey, he created a culture that can go forth now. And the franchise has been changed because of him. He loved New Orleans Saints better than it was when he first came. And you appreciate that. There's not enough thank yous as a sports fan. I say that because I'm not big on television. Like, I got some shows that I watch, but I'm not big on television. I'm not big on television, and I'll tell you why. A lot of television is perverted for me. It's just, man, there's so much perversion in it. It's... It's just, yo, it's just really perverted. That's the only word I can give it to you. Just a lot of sex, a lot of just abnormal behavior on it that we've making okay. We feeding, trying to feed it to our children. And I so I don't watch a lot of television because for me, it's like, yo, I just want, ho I, I'm going to use the word wholesome. I just want wholesome television it doesn't have to be perverted it doesn't have to include a certain agenda it doesn't have to have so much sex and nudity and 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 just profanity i i know i'm i'm sounding old saying this stuff like you know i miss shows like the heat of the night i miss shows like cosby i miss different world shows where, you know, it had relationships in it, but the meaning behind it was so strong that, you know, you, you it kept you wanting to watch it. I miss your Saved by the Bells. I know, I'm, I'm, listen, I know I'm dating myself. I miss those shows, man. I miss those shows. Even The Office. And not saying that every show I watch didn't have any perversion in it. I don't want to say this. It's just over the top now for me. 
for me right now, this stage of my life for me, it's over the top. Not dissing what you watching. I'm just saying for me. Okay, I need you to understand that. I'm going to say it with me. For me. Okay, because I know how people get. You ain't watching everything in the film. And in the wrong year. And why you did win. And who listen to me. And you want it. You doing it. I know how y'all get. I'm not knocking you. I'm simply saying for me. Okay. For me. I say it again because some people go for me. All right. For me. For me. I had to say it's for me. All right. I have to say it like that because I know how this goes. All right. So for me, I'm big on sports because sports doesn't have the sport, the sport, football. It's entertaining and it's, it's, it's not perverted. The actual sport, the basketball game is not perverted. Now people playing some of the cats, some of the women, different story. I'm not, I'm not knocking. I'm just stating. All right. The game itself, while watching a game with the referees and the coaches and the atmosphere, it's a moment where you can just be entertained, watch, and enjoy without the perversion of a lot of things that's on television. So I watch a lot of sports. I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch sports. So for me, sports is definitely a, uh, a way to be entertained television-wise without the 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 perversion that I just I can't get into. Okay. So here is what I want to say about that. I've grown to watch sports more. And because I've grown to watch sports more, I've listened to a lot of sports podcasts, a lot of sports YouTube videos. Um and because of that, I've kind I've I've not kind of I've just I enjoy it more. I just enjoy it more. I I not as invested as I once was because I was really invested to sports where the the Minnesota uh, miracle, heartbreaking. 2011, the game with 49ers where we let 49ers come on the field and, and we had to lead and lost it with a minute left, heartbreaking. Those things tore me up. I can go to when LSU... I never forget the game where we went to Ole Miss and Zach Mettenberger threw five interceptions against an unranked Ole Miss team and lost. Heartbreaking. So I can say that I am emotionally invested in sports. Not the way I was, but definitely emotionally invested. So I'm a different type of fan. You can even say you, you have kind of a fanatic to you. You're not your average friend, fan. You're fanatic. So, I am a fanatic with that. I understand that. I get that. I, it is what it is, my brother, my sister. It is what it is. I am emotionally invested when it comes to sports. I don't hide that. I don't deny that. I accept that. I embrace it. So, this, for the Saints, there's only a couple teams that I'm that emotionally invested with, though. It's really two. New Orleans Saints, because I'm a fan fan, and the LSU Tigers. Emotionally invested. Not where I was once, but emotionally invested. 
All right. So with that, those teams are different from me than other other else teams, because those teams I'm emotionally invested to. So when things happen to them, it feels like a family member or it feels like if it, it, it emotionally, and since I'm emotionally attached, I um, have emotional displays based on what happened. I don't hide that. I don't hide that. It's real. I'm emotionally invested. So when things happen, I'm emotionally invested. This is one of them. Sean Payton was here 16 years. You understand me? I was 20. Four years old when Sean Payton became the coach of New Orleans Saints. My son was born the year New Orleans Saints became the coach. Well, Sean Payton became the coach of New Orleans Saints. My son, whole life, all he knew was Sean Payton. His whole life. So there's emotional attachment to the Saints. And it's going to hurt. It hurts that Sean is left. I thank Sean for what he's done. I appreciate what he's done. I'm grateful for what Sean has done. But it's who that forever. Ain't no leaving who that. Because some of y'all fans, y'all leave soon as soon as the tide turn. Soon as a coach leave, you gone. Soon as a player leave, you gone. It, New Orleans Saints is bigger than that. I've been with the Saints through many quarterbacks. Billy Joe Tolliver, my boy. I've been here for a minute. He understands me. And I can't leave just based on a coach leaving. I'm a Saints fan for real. Mike Dicker. Jim Hazlitt. He understands me. Jim Mora. <laughs> the first one, not the junior. The first one. Playoffs. Jim Mora. Okay. That's the Saints fan I am. So... It's going to hurt, man. He's the greatest coach that Saints ever had. He's definitely a, a Hall of Famer for, to me. We lost two Hall of Famers, man. We lost Drew Brees and we lost Sean Payton. That's, we lost two Hall of Famers back to back. And so that era has gone. Now, that doesn't mean I don't have hope for the new era. I think that whoever Saints bringing in the building, they're going to be a good coach. I think that the culture has been created and established because we had a losing culture. Sean Payton came with a winning culture, and because of that, the, the franchise is a different franchise now. And because of that, I think that you keep moving in the right direction. You will never go back to the paper bag era. I just don't think that because the franchise is different. The culture has been established. So you won't go back. You're just building on what the culture has already established. So I don't think we'll go back to dark times. Now, let me say this. Let me get in my rap now. Probably do it for about five minutes. Let me tell y'all something. Dallas Cowboy fans. All right? Let me tell y'all something. Off the top. Off the rip. Off the rip rip. Let me tell you something. If. I'm going I'm to put this out here before I go, go, go hammer hammer. All right? If Sean Payton come to your team. He will never be what he was with the Saints. Why? Because Jerry Jones is your owner. Jerry Jones is your owner. I want to bring up two things. If Sean Payton 
He already says he's not coaching this year. If he comes back at the end of this year and he says he tells the Saints he wants to come to Dallas. First and foremost, I don't wish him well. I ain't going to even lie. I wish him lose every game. I wish nothing but the worst for him. I'm going to be really real when I say they nothing but the worst. You go to Dallas Cowboys, Sean, I love you, boy. Love you, boy. But I wish you nothing but the worst. You understand me? May nothing prosper in that location. You understand me? That ain't even hurtful. That ain't even hate for the Dallas Cowboy team. It's the fans. I don't like y'all. I'm going to tell y'all straight up I don't like y'all. You're done losing a son of a guns. I don't fools with you. Understands me? Now, that's number one and that's number two. Another thing, number three, is this. You, you just not going to get Sean Payton for free. I need you to understand he's under contract. You remember what I said earlier? He's under contract for three years. That's 2024. You're not going to get Sean Payton for free. We want draft picks. I want C.D. Lamb. I want Dak too. And we may take Zeke. I want them all. What Warren G told you? The prophet. He wants it all. Hair, hat, shoes, socks, and drawers. I want it all, my boy. I want it all. Hat, shoes, socks, and drawers from Dallas for Sean Payton. You want Sean Payton? Everybody, you going to have to give up Dak, CD. I, I take Michael Parsons if you're stupid. Maybe Z. And we want some draft picks. Come on. If that's what you talking, we talking. I want it all, cuz. You ain't just gonna get you ain't just gonna get no Sean. We gonna dit, we gonna hit your franchise. You just can't walk away unscathed. Know that. We want something back, boy. We want some stuff back. You're gonna have to give some stuff back. And you got Cowboys fans. He knew he's gonna get Sean Payton. You've been saying you've been saying you don't you knew we was gonna get Sean Payton for six years now. Six years now you've been talking about that. So you just prophesied that you knew six years Sean Payton was just going to retire from the Saints when after Drew Brees retired and y'all was going to have him, huh? That what you did? Huh? Stop it. Stop that foolishness. And y'all not, he not going to do the same thing with Dallas Cowboys that he did with the Saints. Why? Because your ownership won't give him the autonomy that he had with the Saints. Sean Peyton had total autonomy with the Saints that Jerry Jones ain't going to get. Why? Because Jerry Jones won't control, period. And he wants a coach that wants control. This is the reason why Jimmy Jones left. Jimmy Johnson left. Excuse me. Shout out to Jimmy Jones. Bowling. Listen, y'all don't want that. Y'all don't want Jim, your ownership does not want coaches that has the autonomy to run the franchise. They want a coach to do what they say. Now, if you think Sean Payton is that type of coach, he been under the New Orleans Saints for 16 years and did what he want for 16 years, and then he going to go to a franchise where he has to listen to the ownership, tell him what to do, who to pick, how to pick, how to coach, and you think that's going to be successful? You a mammy lie and a fool on fool.
You a mammy lie and a fooly on fool. That's never going to be successful. Never. Your ownership is the coach. Dallas been the coach. And that's why y'all been unsuccessful since Jimmy Johnson. Why? Because you don't want your coach to coach. You want them to be a follower of your ownership and do what your ownership to do because your ownership want money. So it's not about really winning. It's about revenue. Y'all still don't get that, Cowboy fans. It's not about winning with your franchise. It's about revenue. Your, your owner wants revenue over winning. Now, he knows in order to keep the fans, you got to win a little bit. So he puts the pieces in place to win, but it's not about winning. It's about revenue. New Orleans Saints, the culture was about, hey, you do what you do to win for the city. It's totally different mindset. Y'all don't have the different mindset. Your owner is a money-grubbing man. He wants money. It's about money with Jimmy, with Jerry Jones. It's not about winning. That's why Jimmy Johnson had to leave. That's why it's been coaches that allowed Jerry to talk and do his thing ever since. Because it's not about winning with Jerry. It's about money. So if you think Sean Payton is going to thrive in that franchise after he's been years and years of doing his own thing with his own autonomy, good luck. And hey, listen, I don't want him to have no prosperity either, cuz. You ain't going to get nothing but hate, hate, hate from me. Why? Because I don't want him to even join y'all franchise. I don't even want y'all to do that to my coach. But guess what? If he come, because there's a probability he come. Can't throw nothing off the table. It's a probability he come. I don't want no success for him. Two teams I don't want him to ever play coach for. Dallas and Atlanta. He go there. If he go to Atlanta, I hate him. Straight up, because he know. He know it's up with us. If he go to Atlanta, everything great I said about him is in, is in past tense form. I might make a diss song about Sean Payton and go to Atlanta. Had enough with it when it went to when Joe Horn did it. Hurt my soul when Joe Horn did it. I, I understood it, but it still hurt. If Sean Payton go to the Atlanta Falcons, Jesus, take the hate from my heart now. Because it's going to be some hate. You understand me? They're going to be some dissing. And I ain't going to wish nothing but bad for that team too. You understand me? I got to say it that way because I mean it that way. Now, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Work on my heart with forgiveness. But I don't know if I can forget that. You understand me? Listen, man. I'm I'm excited about what's going to happen in the offseason with the Saints. I'm, I'm, I'm happy there because maybe we pick some LSU players now, like someone said. But, man, my boy Sean gone. He gone, y'all. Listen, I may do a part two to this with someone else. We got to chop it up about what happened. This is so monumental because this is 16 years, bro. 16 years, you understand me? So we may have to chop it up. Chop it up and chop it off, all right? Listen, this is Don't Take With Nichols. This is your boy, your Sean.
gone, my man. Peace. Yo, yo, yo. Thank you for listening to Don't Take Wooden Nickels. I do not take that for granted. I'm honored, and I need you to do something while you still here. Rate the podcast, rate it five stars, and also subscribe so you can know when new podcasts are coming out. We appreciate you. I thank you. Don't take wooden nickels because they don't spin. Peace.